Hey everyone, Kaprogman here. Did you know that we have a Patreon page? That's right, if you go to patreon.com slash wafflingtailors, you can help support the show. It turns out the podcasts aren't free. I mean, they're free to download, but they're not really free to create, kind of, because you have to host them somewhere. Anyway, what we're after doing is we're after trying to make sure that we're fully funded. We're obviously doing this off of our own backs, and we are loving it, because it's loads of fun. But uh, you can help out if you want from as little as $1 a month, and if you do that, you get loads of bonus content. If you go there now, you'll see that there's already a whole bunch of bonus content for the $1 tier already. We're planning on releasing a bunch of bonus episodes under the $5 tier, except that we've got one coming up that is going to be under the $1 tier, just to see how you guys feel and what you think about it. So head over to patreon.com slash wafflingtailors and give us a look and uh, maybe help us out. See you later, Squidgy! See you later, Squidgy! Hello everyone and welcome to part 3 of our discussion with Lulu. This is part 3, obviously, if you haven't listened to parts 1 or 2, I'd definitely go back and listen to them, preferably in that order, but I mean, I'm not the boss of you, so you can listen to whatever order you want. If your podcatcher has the ability to do it, listen to it backwards for all I care, I really (laughs) don't care. We need to listen to one of these backwards, I think. I feel like we need to release an episode that is backwards. Yeah, just completely backwards. Just an hour and a half of just waffling, but backwards. Wait, this is recorded. Oh, no! Quickly, listen to part three. Where where did you two drop off the Final Fantasy train? Where did you get off? I stuck around as far as the first online one. Eleven. Uh, Eleven, yeah. As far, I stuck around as far as that one. And that was... I, I tried that one, and I really desperately wanted to like it. I did. But it was more the people that I was playing it alongside. So I, I used it to play with a few folks who were all around the planet at the time. You know, the the, the excuse that some people give for, oh, I only have a Facebook so I can keep in contact with people. You know, that that, that was essentially what I was doing, except I was paying $7.99 a month to do it. And then I realized, Mm. this is shocking. This is terrible. You know, the problem problem with Final Fantasy XI was there was no content. See, now I personally never played XI. It's the only one I've not played and literally because at the time it came out i didn't have the hardware to be able to play it um i know people that still play it now and they love it um but they are slowly more defecting over to 14 uh which i'm glad about because it's like yes 14 is brilliant but 14 didn't come without its problems as we've probably all heard about vanilla 14 1.0 and how shockingly bad that was oh dear See, again, uh, with that, the, the issue that uh, Vanilla 14 had was that they put game developers on it that had never built an MMO. Yeah. They didn't know how to build one. And, you know, God bless all the people, all the players that stuck with it and were constantly communicating with the dev team. And also, thank God for Yoshi P., because he came in and saved the day and you know i love that man he's brilliant but it was mainly you know due to the fact that the team that they had originally just they didn't know about mmos they didn't know how they were built how they were supposed to be structured Mm -hmm. they probably just watched a load of videos on youtube and went 
yeah, yeah, I think what we're doing looks about right. Because I watched some Let's Plays of the uh, Vanilla 14 and it looked awful. And I must admit, back then, I wasn't bothered about 14. I was just like, meh, I'm going to skip it. And the only reason I started playing it was because I got on the PS3 beta for A Realm Reborn. Had it not been for that, I don't think I'd be playing it now. Hmm. And I'm so glad I did because having Yoshi P um, come in and you know, take over was the best move they ever made because he plays MMOs. He plays 14 himself. You know, he doesn't just make the game. He plays it as well. That's what we in the programming business call dog fooding. Yeah. So you, you, uh, the idea is that, um, if you were to sell dog food, would you feed it to your own dog? That's, that's why we call it that. Would you use this program, this piece of software yourself? Mm. You know, yeah, no, much. he he's an he loves his own game. Yes, you know, which is good. The community, you know, yeah, I'm sure with any MMO, you're going to have the bad part of the community. I steer clear of them. I have a lot of fun. You know, I played the first expansion, uh, well, the first part of it, a Realm Reborn on my own. And while a lot of people are like, "Oh, how did you manage it? How did you do it on your own?" I was used to playing Final Fantasies on my own. All I had to do was translate what I knew into an MMO setting. Mm-hmm. Just them transferable skills. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. It's because you finished Final Fantasy thirteen, you see. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It needs to go on the CV. I know, it does, it does. <laughs> and then, you know, my friends started filtering in and we all caught up and now we've got um, an FC, uh, which is a guild in 14 that we've all worked really hard on mm-hmm. um i've got a great bunch of people that i play with and you know i feel really lucky and you know it's one of those things where i wish you two would come along for the ride but i understand why you why you possibly won't mm. but if you ever did come play with me you will have so much fun for anybody listening who plays 14 i play on moogle my fc house is in mist come and say hello yeah, no, so I, I understand that 11 started off pretty shockingly bad. Mm-hmm, definitely. And, I mean, I think it was you, Squidgy, you'd said a few a few episodes ago that there was one particular Oh, yeah, there's, I, I can't remember if it was in Final Fantasy 11 or one of the other iterations of it, but I remember reading about there was a, a particular boss challenge for some epic loot and some really veteran seasoned players. They went for this challenge and they reported that the entire boss fight took them over 24 hours. Oh, yeah, that was 11. I can't remember the name of the boss, though. But it was it was just, there was like a team of either five or six of them, and they'd, 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 they started grinding to get everything in place. They had everything sorted. They had a plan of attack, and one of them timed it, and I think it took them like 26 hours to beat this thing. Yeah, that was in 11. Like I said, I can't remember the name of the boss, but I know which one you're talking about. It's yeah. like notorious. Yeah, and it's it's sort of, you know, if, if you think, oh, I might get into Final Fantasy 11, and then you catch that before, mm-hmm. you tr- before, you, before you actually go out to try and get it, you think, hang on, 24 hours for a boss battle with six other guys. Mm, nah, thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, it was definitely Final Fantasy 11. It's just, it was, there was no content... It was very spot like you step out of the I mean they had to make it big anyway, but you walk out of the castle and there's nothing there. It's just barren landscape. No no chocobo, no nothing. Yeah, and and I don't 
I don't know. It just it was flat for me, is how I would describe no it. No bombs, no moogles, no nothing. It was what about just, you, Squidgy? Me, um, I don't think I've ever fallen off it. To be honest, you've never fallen off. Um, so you've played them all. No, I haven't played them all. Okay, but you get around to it. Well, I don't have to play them all. To be honest, gotta to, to play still... them all. Final Fantasy. Yeah, and you're the one that said that my best Final Fantasy game is Pokemon. You're not helping, are you? He's looking at me weird. Um, <laughs> I I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, haven't. I... <laughs> no, go on. Go on. I would say that you tried to assassinate my character, but I don't have one, do I? So, no, not yet, not yet. <laughs> and even then, it won't last long because he'll assassinate his own character. Right. So, uh, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. I don't think I've ever fell, fallen off a felon. Felon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. English is hard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I English goodly. I can. I'm English very goodly all the times. Yes. Do you speak English? Some of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, to, to quote Mash, um, yes. I, I don't think I've ever fallen off the Final Fantasy train. I just pick which games I play carefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of MMOs, I'll be perfectly honest, because I've experienced a lot of the more popular MMOs when I gave them a try, and all I ever got was people screaming at me that I was a noob. So idiots in games have put me off. Um, I will play online games if I'm playing with friends. Um, I th- that's that's where a lot of your online chicanery can come from. Mm. Um, I would recommend folks go listen to the episodes we did with G. Yes, but online shenanigans. Multiplayer shenanigans. That's the one, multiplayer shenanigans. Um, so I, I do like that. Um, but I tend to pick and choose my Final Fantasy games carefully. Um, I mean, especially these days, if a game, if it's caught my attention, then I'll get it. But if a game's overhyped, mm-hmm. I just I won't give it the time of day. I mean, perfect example, Portal 2. Back in the day, mm-hmm. you and G played it, and then I, it annoyed them both that I didn't play it. And then this guy here was playing like the the challenges and the time trials and stuff. I wander in and go, "What's with the potato?" And he go, "Get out!" Oh, all right, fair enough. And I'm I like, would right. tell you about the potato, but you would need I would need eight hours to describe what's going on. Yeah, or you yeah. could just play the bloody game. Yeah, birds kill it, kill it. You know. Yeah. Um, but. If if the game's heavily overhyped, I won't touch it. I'll just wait until hype goes down, then inform, get, you know, get my own opinion from it instead of sounding like I'm I'm reiterating someone else's. Um, I've played. Let's see. Uh, we won't mention Final Fantasy X too. I played thirteen. Wasn't the biggest mm-hmm. fan of it. Um, obviously, I'd, with with my internet connection being absolutely shocking, being just north of Kirkland, um, I didn't have a chance to play the online ones. Final Fantasy Fifteen, I'll be honest, I still haven't given it a try. Um, mm. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's you, there's four there's four people playing and it's like open world, mm. um, sort of like that open world sort of theme. I'm more of a fan of the the line dancing Final Fantasy. Um, yeah. I'm more of a fan of it. Just so you can plan out your strategies accordingly. You don't have to dodge in this direction and then use this and that. Um, mm. And I, I, th- I think it's mainly because you, you, your cast of characters is four dudes. You know... I, I think I'm, I think that the thing that put me off was it, it's a bit of a sausage fest. Um, <laughs> see, like, I, I could agree yeah. with you there. Before before the game came out, I was, I was on the fence. I was... Yeah, I was looking forward to it because it's, you know, it's new generation Final Fantasy. What's not to look forward to? What's Square going to offer? But the thing that was making a bit... 
was the fact that it was four dudes yeah. as your main characters. But honestly, they're so good. And like, yeah, I, I, I devoured that game. Mm. I completed it so fast. I loved it. And I was apprehensive about a lot of stuff with 15. Um, you know, the open world concept kind of made me go, ah, this isn't the Witcher. <laughs> um, but it worked. Yeah. It really worked. And just like the whole bromance between the four guys, like the banter when you're running around is great. Mm. You know, they you can genuinely believe that these guys have known each other for years, that they're really close friends. Mm. You know, there's like when you're driving around in the car, if you watch um Gladio, he's the big tattooed guy. Yeah. I swear at some points he farts in the car and they all like you don't hear the dialogue because obviously you're supposed to be watching them drive around in the car. But you can see their reactions and it's like yeah, four guys would react like that because, you know, he's wafting it. They're all going, clearly going, dude, that's gross. <laughs> the hood's down. I can still smell it. But that's what I mean. It felt real. Yeah. You know, and they did a good job on that, that their relationship felt organic. And yeah, there could have been, it could have been better with having some women, more women in it for a more regular time. But I like that it was just a journey of four guys that treat each other like brothers because it all kind of builds to the ending. And I'm not going to give any spoilers, you know, because it's not fair, but wow, that ending. It, it, when it comes to Final Fantasy 15, especially, um, I think one of the things that put me off was just because of my connection at the time was the updates. Mm. Mm. I needed a lot of updates and it would have meant me leaving my Xbox on all night. Mm. Um, just leaving the plug on, leaving it downloading and waking up the next morning to find out that it still hasn't finished downloading mm. any updates. Yeah. And it had a lot of updates and that put me off. Yeah. Any game where you buy and you think, oh, there's a game of the year edition here, you put it in and it says, right, well, all your DLC is downloadable. Fair enough. It's not on the disc. I can deal with that. And then you've got 90 gigs worth of updates. Yeah. I mean, I, I get yeah. that. It, you know, there is a lot of updates for it, but they needed to be done. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah. You know, again, Yes, it's a gripe that I have that there was all these updates updates needed. Sorry, updated. <laughs> English is hard. But it goes back to what I said earlier. You know, Tabata had three years with this game mm. and he did the best he could and he did a damn good job. And the fact that they're willing to be like, to still listen to fans and hear what issues fans are having and then go, all right, then we'll, we'll fix that in the next update. We've got you. Fine, I can live with that. I can live with them going back and fixing it, knowing the history of the game and you know how much they have to do to get it to where it is. Mm -hmm. So I can respect that because Nomura really left a bad taste in my mouth. I think another reason why I, I haven't given it a go yet is because um, anyone I talk to, they, they, they're just like overhype. Oh my God, you've got to play this. It's awesome. But it's... I mean, I'm going to go back to the fact that you play as four dudes, right? I just mm. know at some point, even when you play as whoever the main character is, I don't know his name, I'll be honest, but I just know at one point there's going to be a, a massive argument between them or one of them is going to piss the other one off or what have you. And it's it's not just that. I think it, it's, it's just the way I play games. Um, if there's a, a female in the team, 
and there's something going down. There's like there's a boss battle or what have you. I just know for a fact that I'll stand in front of them. Mm. I'll be that shield, and I think, well, this, I'm not trying to sound sexist or anything, but I'd think at that point they need protecting. Yeah. Because most of the time, just from the way that Final Fantasy games go, there are obvious exceptions, but females tend to be like magic users and summoners. Yeah. Oh, the overall. And from playing the previous games, I've just gotten so used to like trying to protect them, put them on the, the, the back line, the mm. line dancing, you know, try and cover them as much as possible. I've got so used to that because it was just four guys. <laughs> yeah. Just that little bit of, you know. I don't know. I mean, you're not wrong. There is an argument that happens between them at one point in the game, but the argument, even that felt organic. Yeah. It didn't feel like they were just doing it to add drama. It it felt natural that they'd be having this dispute um, because an event happened, um, the main character Noctis sort of... He kind of falls into him again. I'm trying to be as vague as possible without yeah. spoiling it for you. He kind of falls into himself, and one of the other guys is like, "Bruh, what the hell? You, you know, you're supposed to be our king, and you're moping around like a five year old. Yeah. Like, suck it up, cupcake." And you know, <laughs> it did feel organic because, like I say, this other character, he's he's just trying to berate him into growing a pair and getting over himself. And then you've got the other two who are just like, guys, can we not argue things are hard enough as it is right now? Yeah. And it did. It does feel organic because, you know, again, because of the event that leads to this argument. Was, was it kind of like one of those arguments where um, the, your two side, well, the two other characters didn't want to argue, but the argument had to take place? Yeah, yeah, it it kind of did because again, without I'm I'm being vague as hell. I know yeah. I am, so it's not going to make much sense. But if you ever choose to play it and you get to that part, you'll probably think back on this and you'll be like, "Oh no, she was right." Yeah. But it's because of the events that precede it yeah. that if it had been brushed off and they just sort of went, "Well, that happened. Let's carry on." You would have felt more jarred yeah. by them not reacting the way that they do. Yeah. Um. So there are a lot of parts in it like that where it it just feels organic. That yes, it is four guys, <laughs> but there isn't this whole bravado about them. Like they'll have times where they do feel vulnerable. And they're doubting themselves and whether they can do the task that they've set out to do. Or, you know, they're doubting each other's friendship because of information that's come out. And it, do it yeah, it feels organic. It feels like, you know, they have known each other a long time. And I think the thing I loved the most about it was Prompto, Gladio and Ignis's loyalty to Noctis. Yeah. It wasn't just that, you know, he was their future king and that they they were charged with his protection. You know, they made a choice along the way, knowing how it was going to end up to to continue to be there for him, yeah. to see it through to the end. Not because they he's just he's he's their king, but because he's their friend yeah. they're, they're his brother you know and i love that about it you know 
it it could have easily have gone that way. It's just like, well, we're doing this because, you know, you're royalty, and if we don't protect you well, <laughs> we're all screwed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I like that. I do like that. And there are some moments in it that really made me well up. Mm-hmm. You know, just like sat there going, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm not okay. I'm okay slash not okay. Leave me alone slash bring me chocolate. You know, I'm I'm not going to say I, I won't. Bless you. That, that wasn't me that time. And you know, uh, <laughs> that was a sneaky cheek squeak. <laughs> oh, it wasn't the squeak. It levitated three foot in the air. <laughs> that that poison meat is on seventy percent. Did he just now. become? Did he just become Bugenhagen? <laughs> Don't don't you wiggle them eyebrows at me. (laughs) (laughs) He's probably sat there thinking, wait for it. Wait for it. I can't smell out today, so I'm I'm good. But that that point is on on 70% now. We're at dangerous levels. Um, But um, anyway, back to the script. Um, I'm not going to say I'm not going to pick up Final Fantasy 15. I've got more reason to get it now because of like the, is it the the Kingly Edition, Legendary Edition? The Royal Edition. Edition. Yeah. Oh my God. I've got more reason to pick it up now since I'm downloading all the updates. It ain't going to take me that long. It's not going to take me. Yeah. I've got more reason to pick it up now. Um, So I probably will sometime in the future pick it up, but I'll have to shoehorn like six months because uh, to to dedicate myself to it because I've got a nasty habit in games of ooh what's over there ooh side quests ooh there's collectibles you know I'll I'll just concentrate on that more than the main game yeah well the main story itself uh, the biggest gripe I have with it was the main story if you just went from start to finish not doing any side quests it's a very short story. Ah. So that was my biggest gripe. But again, I can understand why, because time constraints, it's the same. I'm going to keep coming back to that argument that it's time constraints. Mm. So I can forgive it, even if it does tick me off a little bit. But they're trying to make up with it with the DLCs, like the episodes that they've been releasing to sort of help fill out the blanks that they couldn't get in originally. So I can live with it. Um but it's not even that. It's just like the whole lore of the game is amazing. Mm, very fleshed out. Like, it's not as fleshed out as I'd like it, personally. There's still a lot of things where I'm just sat there going, but what's this mean? How did that happen? Is, is it one of those where it, it's fleshed out enough so you don't have too many questions? Yeah. yeah. But if you're like an avid theorist like i am you'll sat there you'll be sat there scratching your head forever over it but mm. i kind of like that mm. because Keeps you guessing. i think yeah because i think too many games nowadays they just give you everything on a plate and there's nothing left to discuss once it's over mm. i think the beauty of final fantasies is that you know like say for example with ff7 20 years and people are still talking about events that happened in that Mm -hmm. game 20 years because it wasn't handed on a plate not everything does Mm -hmm. need to be handed on a plate you can be vague about it or give a roundabout explanation Mm. and people will then come up with their own idea of what that means and i like that yeah so for me personally, yes, I can see why some of the fandom's annoyed by it, but for me personally, I like it. I like being able to have like three-hour-long discussions with my friends about what 
we think a certain aspect means or what this meant or who could this be and what role did they play? You know, I like that. Yeah. So just real quick, I've got three things to ask you before you want to move on to two other things, don't you? I can't remember what you yes. said now. Okay. So first thing is Final Fantasy Fifteen. Is there Biggs and Wedge mm-hmm. in there somewhere? Yes. Yes, right. I'm glad that continued on because they're in everything yep. to do a Final Fantasy. Um, second thing is, um, you probably know this, but I have to ask anyway. Are you aware of the game called Tekken? Yeah. Right. Um, how do you feel about the main character from Final Fantasy XV being a downloadable character for Tekken 7? Uh, Given that I've actually got this character, but hasn't haven't played him because I've got Tekken Seven, I haven't played him yet. But how do you feel like a, a Final Fantasy character bleeding into a fighting game that isn't Smash Brothers? Yeah, it's not Ergies. That is not Ergies. Yes. Oh yeah, Ergies. Oh, I, I totally forgot about that game. Um, I mean, I think it's kind of cool because it'll like because it's Noctis who you're getting in that. Mm because he is the main character of the game so people are going to recognize him whether they played 15 or not because they'll have you know if you go into a game store and you were you're going into game stores around the time 15 was dropping you're going to at least recognize him that oh that's the dude from final fantasy 15 so if it gives people who wouldn't normally play a final fantasy a taste of what that character is like in, in terms of combat and it encourages them to go and seek out the source mm. i'm all for it mm. i know a lot of people griped about it going oh they're just you know whoring him out and it's like it's a business at the end of the day mm. they, they, they the goal is to make money yeah. so <laughs> deal with it mm. but no personally i don't have a problem with it i think it's pretty cool I, 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 to get him out there. Yeah, I, I just wonder was all. And my, my third question I've got to ask you, because I'm, I'm just a bit curious. Now, mm-hmm. again, I'm not trying. I'm, I'm not going to try and insult you here, but I refer um, people who are massive Final Fantasy fans, like yourself, I refer to them as uh-huh. fantasy nuts, okay? That's, that's yeah. what I refer them to. I'm just wondering, is there any other type of game you play, or is it just Final Fantasy? I've, I've oh, just got no, to ask because you're you're a big Final Fantasy fan, but I'm just wondering yeah, is there any we, type of other game you play? And we want the folks who listen to 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 see you as a you know a 3D fleshed out person, not just a I am Final Fantasy. Oh maybe. no, no, yeah. Um, yeah, I play a I play a bit of everything mm-hmm. really. Um, I'm slowly working my way through The Witcher Three. <laughs> um, I recently I love. Quantic Dream, <laughs> Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls. I smashed through Detroit Become Human. I love that. I play Telltale games, so The Walking Dead. Um, um, I really enjoyed Life is Strange. I'm getting the idea that you like a good story. <laughs> I I am. I'm all about the story. I will admit that, that that's probably where I'm a little bit two-dimensional. Mm. But... It's not strictly a bad thing to like it, no. like a good story in no. a game. But then, you know, I years ago I used to love playing Tekken yeah. and Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. But I think as I've gotten older, I prefer being able to sit and really engross myself in a good story. Mm. Um, but then again, you know, like I play Stardew Valley. You know, it's a I can pick that up, play it, 
you know, binge play it for a week or so and then go, okay, I'm done. As, as well as, Harvest Moon, as well as you know, the graveyard Sims. Keeper, your graveyard Keeper and all the rest of it. <laughs> My great, yeah, Graveyard Keeper, you know, little things like that. So it's not strictly Final Fantasy. Obviously, that is my main mm. game series. But yeah, I'll, I'll play whatever tickles my fancy, but really. You're fine to ask that, so plus, um, no, no, you're fine to ask. Yeah. It's you know, it's good that you're asking. But yeah, it's um, you know, if if it piques my interest and it looks like the kind, because I I I've got to I will say this about fourteen. Before I played fourteen, I would never have thought to pick up a game like uh, the. DMC, the Devil May Cry reboot, because I didn't feel confident playing those kinds of games. I think that comes from, you know, having older siblings that were gamers and they were, you know, my brothers. And, you know, they always made me feel like I couldn't play those games because I was a girl. Mm. So I always had that mindset, but then when I started playing 14, it gave me a load of confidence to try these things. I would have never played The Witcher like five years ago. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked up DMC or even bothered trying to play um, like The Walking Dead and um, Heavy Rain and stuff like that because I just didn't have any confidence in my own gaming ability. Yeah. But now if I see a game and I'm like, Oh, I really like the look of that. I'll give it a go. I, I might not be the best at it, but I'll give it a bloody good go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not exactly the best at Witcher Three, but my 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 gameplay with it and actually completing it lasted all of an hour because um, mm. I was told by um, Chief Problems that there's one mission I need to do in particular, and that's um, getting an old woman's frying pan. Right. right near the beginning and what she does is once you get the frying pan she gives you a loaf of bread but you sort of said no i'm fine no, i've got to give you something and she gives you a loaf of bread a sort of like a payment yeah thing. and after i did that i thought right that's it which is three over i've completed it i don't need to play it anymore i've got i've got the frying pan for the woman i've got a loaf of bread that's it i'm good <laughs> so as it stands i know nothing about which is three <laughs> apart from i'm still muddling through it I'm not the best at it. I fully admit that, but I'm enjoying the ride. Mm. You know, I, it's one of those things I'll never stream it because I'll be forever ridiculed on the internet and who wants that? <laughs> but, you know, I, I enjoy it. But, yeah, that's probably one thing I can take away from 14 is because I've never played an MMO before that. And it has given me a lot of confidence. So, I, you know, it's not all been bad. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, no, there are, like I say, I'm, I'm very much a whatever tickles my fancy kind of girl. Mm. Like, I'm quite looking forward to, I really want to play Death Stranding when that comes out, the Kojima game. I, re mm. I really want to play it, but I want to see more gameplay stuff, like trailer-wise, to get a feel of what it's going to be like yeah. before I settle on a decision, because... Like FPSs, I suck at FPSs. I don't really find them enjoyable either. So, like stuff like what is it, Overwatch, doesn't appeal to me. It doesn't appeal to me. I mean, I can see why people enjoy it, but it's not for me. It's not my. It's not my bag. It's, it's just a bit of a weird timing that you mentioned uh, Death Stranding, because mm. um, the third part of our last podcast went up last Friday. Yeah. All right. As we're recording this, and last Friday was Hideo Kojima's birthday, wasn't it? It was. And yeah. the B went into how he doesn't like him, how he thinks his storytelling's a bit wanky. No, he, you know, he, and all the rest he, of it. He didn't say that he didn't like him. He, he just said that. Um, he said, "I mean, 
you know, listeners should go back and listen to it anyway. Mm. But essentially, he's overhyped and he's not as good as people think he is. And particularly with Death Stranding, like how there's almost no details about the game out, but people are going, my goodness, this is the best game ever. And you're like, there's, there's no detail. We have a name and we have Guillermo del Toro is in it and mm. the bloke from Walking Dead's in it. And that's almost all that we know about this game. Mm. I think that's what's intriguing me more about it, though. The lack of information. Is that, yeah, because, you know, it's kind of, at the moment, it's really being left up to your interpretation. Because if you think about old game trailers, and, I, you know, I know this this is going to be typical of me to say, but think about old Final Fantasy trailers. Yeah. When you saw them, you had an idea in your mind of what you thought the story was going to be like. And then when you got into the game, it was completely different. You were just like, oh, okay, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I mean, you know, that's great. And I kind of like that with what they're doing with Death Stranding, because everyone's coming up with their own idea of what they think the game is going to be like. And I like that because it's opening uh, a platform for discussion for people because there's people out there that will watch these trailers over and over again, like even frame by frame, they'll watch it to see if they can find any details in it. And while that's like, that's, that's a bit too much for me, (laughs) more power to you if that's something you enjoy and you're that excited for this game, you know? So yeah, I think he's done it right by not giving away too much too soon. Hmm. I mean, I personally think that the game, it's going to blow everyone's mind when it turns out to be another Dance Dance Revolution club. But, <laughs> oh, know, I know, right? You know, but that's that's just me. I think that's what's going to happen. It won't be a first person here. It won't be anything. It'll just be the main character. The next trailer will just be him and then flashing lights and he's on a dance mat, you know. But it would have to have a 45-minute monologue at the beginning first. Oh, yeah, obviously. A yeah. disjointed 45-minute oh, yeah. monologue that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, I am... I'm. You could say I'm excited for it, mainly because it's like, what the hell's going on? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that's where my excitement is coming from. But more than anything, I'm intrigued. Mm. And I think that's a good place to be at when you're a gamer or a fan of anything, really, like movies, stuff like that. If it leaves you intrigued, that's good. Mm -hmm, Definitely. So... I'm going to follow this little cookie crumb trail that he's leaving (laughs) and see where it leads and see if he's going to blow my mind or I'm going to be like, oh, bit ambitious, weren't you? (laughs) You know, so it it can go either way at the moment, but I'm enjoying the intrigue and the mystery of it all. One of the things we've been doing across the previous couple of episodes is Uh unpopular gaming opinion. And gaming confessions. So what we did last time was we talked about our one unpopular gaming opinion. Mine was uh, essentially that FIFA is a waste of money because all of the sports games are exactly the same every year and they they just shuffle the teams around and change for the the sponsors. Squidgy talked about um, the, the types of parents who will just sit their kids down in front of whatever game they want and then complain when, you know, when bad things happen. Mm. Um, mm. And bees was the uh, Hideo Kojima and uh, Cliffy B and Peter Molyneux and people like that are over overhyped. So I'd be interested to know okay. if you have uh, uh, an opinion about video gaming that you feel would be an unpopular one, and whether you'd like to share it. Oh, um, hmm. 
Call of Duty, not that good. You're basically playing the same game every year, but with prettier graphics. See, it's the FIFA problem. You know, Brown Grey Shooter 2018 is going to be the same as Brown Grey Shooter 2017, which is the same game as Grey Brown Shooter 2017 from the other company that makes Brown Grey Shooters. But unfortunately, they'll keep making them because people keep buying them. Of course, right? Exactly. I mean, I I know I've I've just previously said, like, literally five minutes ago, first-person shooters don't appeal to me. So my opinion could be seen as biased. (laughs) But how how are you supposed to appeal to me when every time I see a, you know, you can't see me do it, but new title, Mm -hmm. and it looks exactly the same as the last one, just slightly shinier graphics? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, how is that supposed to grab me and make me want to go, hell yeah, I'm going to buy this? No, no, you're all idiots. <laughs> you clearly need to just go and expand your gaming experience. You know, go and play a game with a decent story in it because everyone, you know, bangs on about like, oh yeah, you know, the single player co op, uh, single player campaign rather. Oh, the story was amazing. Was it really though? Hmm. Was it really though? Or are you just saying that because you got to go and shoot a load of people Kick the door for and like the a couple of hours? Go home, are you a hero? This is the thing, right? The next Call yeah. of Duty game isn't going to have a single-player campaign because they've realised it's a waste of time putting them in because hardly anyone plays them. They know that yeah. people play first-person shooters, brown grey shooters, to play online with friends, which is fair enough. Yeah. Police have realized. Well, if that's the case, go and play PUBG. Exactly, right? Or Fortnite. And that's uh, the thing, right? They, yeah. They've got a huge amount of, like, PUBG. Isn't PUBG free to play? I think it is. Or is, or is Fortnite yeah. free to play? I, I want to say yes, free. but I'm not sure. Yeah, one, I know that one of them is free to play, right? So, mm. what I'd be interested to see is what's <clears> going to be the thing that draws people to Call of Duty over PUBG and Fortnite. You know? Nothing. Yeah. Not really, no. No, because at least with like, I mean, I haven't played PUBG myself. I've just watched a couple of people on YouTube play it and I can see the appeal, you know, Um, especially when you've got your friends to play with and you haven't got a bunch of 14 year olds shouting obscenities about your mother. No, 12 year olds, not 14. 12 year olds, yeah. Sorry to the 14 year olds out there listening. (laughs) I do apologize. Um, but no, I can see the appeal of that because you can just play with your friends. You can have these uh, battlegrounds and, you know, you survive to the end and it's quite fun. Or you can go in with randos and it looks pretty fun. So I can see the appeal of it. It's not trying to be something more than it is, like COD. COD always feels like it's this epic thing. And when you get into it, it's just like, oh, looks like the same map you played in the last one. Mm. Same Only weapons. this one, that that particular car there is now red and it was blue. Yeah, let's, let's, no, let's, let's that's write, exactly let's it. Let's write five online reviews that how that just changes everything. Yes. But God forbid you try and bring this up to someone who's an avid COD player. <laughs> oh, it's the best thing ever. I won't ever play anything else because everything else is garbage. And com- really? Hmm. Really? Until the next year like, I say can't... that about the new game. Yeah, and then it's just like, you know, you sit there and you go, have you ever played an RPG? Oh, no, RPGs are, are boring. They take too long. Is it because you're probably not intelligent enough to get through them? Is this where the real problem lies? Is that either your attention span is that of a gnat or you've got the <laughs> you've got the intelligent, well, intelligence level of a 
you know, a naked mole. <laughs> Which is it? I'm not sure because it, I'm not being funny. Like if I really knuckled down on it, I'm pretty sure I could be pretty good at Call of Duty. <laughs> it doesn't look like it takes that much. But yeah, it's just like I said, as I, as I was saying, you know, when I was younger, I used to love playing like Tekken and Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and beat 'em ups and stuff like that. But as I've gotten older, I I do gravitate more towards like story driven games because I like I like the journey of them. I like seeing how the story progresses and how the characters achieve the goal of the game and then also you know like the combat system and how you build the characters you know stuff that's really involving that you need to sort of like go okay boss fight coming up how am i going to do this and you plan a strat whereas call of duty you just go in and you can just go and cheese it by camping out somewhere with a sniper rifle it's like you need to see the struggle don't you yeah. In, instead of here's a gun, this can kill him in one blow. Just get to the right place and then right angle and shoot. Yeah, him. exactly. Just no chasing it. Yeah. Where's the? Where's the? There's no progression, no struggle. It's it's an RPG. Is if you get the right one, an RPG is more like a, a very detailed, interactive story. Mm. Very yeah. very detailed, and it's you can you can manipulate events to a certain point, but it's always going to lead to the same same struggles every time you play it mm. through, despite how you play it through. So you might be a different type of character or playing a different style, but it's always the same struggle and you have to adapt. Yeah, which is what I yeah. like about like Quantic Dream games mm. is that, you know, you can you can have choices that affect the story completely. Like my my play my first playthrough of Detroit Become Human, I completely balls it up by killing off one of the characters really early on <laughs> by mistake. And, you know, for the rest of the game, that character wasn't there anymore. So I never saw their story play out and never got to pick their choices. Um and I like that. I like that each time I play it, I can be like, well, last time I, I did this. Um, so I'm going to go this route this time and see where it takes me. And I like that. Yeah. You know, I like the replay value of Quantic Dream games because you are you can kind of get a different story each time. I've got a problem with them games. Um, they're very story heavy and depending on what choice, whatever choices you make, it's going to hit you in the fields. Mm-hmm. Um I can't yeah. play too many of them games without putting them down and leaving them for six months. But the first time I played The Walking Dead, like the first series, I, mm. I played the first episode, and I don't know anyone that wouldn't choose to save the little kid. Mm. Um, but it was the beginning of the second episode, you know, where you, you either save the guy in the woods or you... Spoiler alert. <laughs> You either save the guy in the woods or you amputate his leg to save him. And then you yeah. go back to the motel and there's a food problem. Yeah. The game lied to me. And I'll tell you precisely why it did. It says you've got 10 food items. Choose who you want to give food to. Now, now B, the B said, when I was telling this about telling it about this particular problem to him, he said, you gave them to the kids, didn't you? And I went, no. Because I did some simple maths and I realized there's 10 people in the camp. One bit of food each, you keep them all going. Mm-hmm. So I thought, right, I'll start with a loudmouth who hates you, just to show that I can be nice to him. Hands over three, yeah. hands over three bits of food. At which point, I throw the pad across the room. You lied to me. I'm not playing you. Hmm. It, it, it yeah. didn't say you were going to give bundles of them. 
it just said, choose you want to give the food to. And it was 10 bits of food, 10 people. It sort of works out itself. Yeah. So at that point, I just went, nope, table flip, and then left. I haven't played it since, <laughs> to be honest. It lied to me. Yeah, it? it was I, a betrayal played... of epic proportions, you know. <laughs> How dare I played season one, two, and three mm. of Telltale's Walking Dead. I haven't played four, and I know the final season has just started to come out now. Mm. So I do need to play a bit of catch up. But I mean, I, I think more than anything, despite like little things like that, I've enjoyed Clementine's journey, yeah. her story, because no matter what anyone says, it is Clementine's story. Yeah. And watching her grow into the little badass that she <laughs> is now. And you just think back to her humble beginnings of being eight years old and being terrified and Lee look oh Lee Lee looking after her and you're just like, Wow, you really did listen to everything he had to teach you. And I like that because even now in the final season, mm-hmm. she's still taking all of his lessons to heart. And it's like, I like that. I really mm-hmm. like that. You know, even like, even like the the silly things like keeping her hair short. Yeah, love it. Well, it, again, it's like the it's the struggle in it, the struggle of the character. You're there mm. for the struggle, and you realise they have to yeah. go through the struggle to become who they are. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's as I said. You know, I've gotten older now, and I like being invested in these characters, and a lot of that does stem from you know picking up Final Fantasy 7 when I was 11 years old, you know, I'm, you know, when you're 11, you're starting to figure out who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and having these fictional characters to identify with, I like it. Yeah. You know, it gets me out of my head for a little bit, but it, it's like, it's also something that if I know my friends are playing, we can all sit and discuss it for hours. And I love it. I love that discussion factor. And going back to the unpopular opinion about Call of Duty, what the hell are you guys discussing? What, battle strategy? Oh, I found this really good place to camp out and cheese it. <laughs> Is that it? That's a 20-minute conversation. If that, I'm being generous. You know, whereas talking about The Walking Dead or the latest Quantic Dream game mm. or discussing The Witcher, because obviously there's more to The Witcher than Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. You know, there's the book series. Yeah. Mm. There's hopefully, if it's still going on, you know, there's going to be a Netflix series, which I am excited about because I love Geralt of Rivia. Yeah. He's like... Hot older trash daddy. I love him. <laughs> I'm going to have to take your word on that one, I think. That's the news for part I, three. Hot older trash, trash daddy. daddy. <laughs> hot older trash daddy. Yeah. No, I love him. I do. He's such a cool character. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's got morals and he's got his own little code that he follows I, away from like his Witcher sort of pack, if you will. And I like that. I like his own little like um, his own little burst of personality you only see every so often. Yeah, like, I mean, that's what I love. My favourite one is you're at a funeral and you stood there with is it Yennefer, the one with the dad yeah. there, and he sort of it was it was just a four panel comic or so like a four panel meme thing, and it said um, Geralt said you smell nice, and Yennefer goes we're at a funeral, and then it goes and then it's back to Geralt and he goes you smell nice at a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just little bits like that. Yeah, and it really adds to the whole experience because you've got this. On the one hand, you've got 
Geralt of Rivia, serious Witcher. I'm going to go in, I'm going to do my job, I'm going to get out, get paid, and on to the next one. And then you've got Geralt of Rivia, I'm a bit of a goofball, but only on a Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) And I do. Yeah, pretty much. And I like that because it's human. Because not everyone can be. I mean, you know, reverting back to Final Fantasy, even Squall Leonhart had moments Mm. where he was a bit dorkish. You know, my favourite bit ever in Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> Squall, Squall, you came back for me. Zell on his knees, tugging at his jacket, and he's just like, dude, get off me. And then he's just like, he's not getting off me. Huh, Gunblade, hilt of, hilt of Gunblade, donk on the head, love it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like those little humanising parts of serious characters. You know, it's fine to have a little bit of comedy in it mm. and it still not be too far out of character because nobody's serious all the time. Everybody's got a bit of deadpan humour in them somewhere. The obvious exception being like Steven Seagal. <laughs> it's just one facial expression for everything. He doesn't have a sense of humour. It just palms you in person, the face. I never thought we'd discuss on this podcast. Come on, he's, he's the same guy. Everything. He well, just, I thought well, that was Keanu Reeves. Well. Well, yes, yeah, he's not far off. Yeah, but no, the only other difference between Keanu and Seagal <laughs> is that Keanu Reeves has a natural hairline. What the hell is going on with Seagal's hairline? He looks like Dracula. Dracula, <laughs> 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 just kill everyone with a key. <laughs> he doesn't kick anyone anymore. He just lets his belly do the work for him. He's more like a sumo wrestler. He takes a sidestep and just goes. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be too far out of character just to say belly flop. Belly flop. Yes. <laughs> okay. Instead of judo chop. Belly, belly flop. flop. Yeah. <laughs> There's the name of the episode too. Judo chop and belly flop. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we've we've definitely got to cover this because I'm really intrigued. Now, what was it? G- Gamer confessions. Yeah. So okay. what we've done in the past is. Um, we've discussed things that they're, they're, they're confessions about video gaming. So I'd said up until 2004, 2005, I had never finished the first Super Mario Brothers game. I'd played it yeah. and I'd gotten all the way to the end, but I'd never been able to finish it. And it was only into, like I said, the early 2000s when I was actually, you know what, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to finish this game. And then I finished it and I was like, that was not worth the wait. and for me especially i can't remember what my game of confession was but i actually have a cupboard of shame oh yes we are going to do an episode on the cupboard of shame yes i'm putting it out there for the for the the second no i I remember what my game of confession was it was it's not the fact that i've got one but i've got two of the uh derelive extreme beach volleyball games and i played them because we showed um, Chief the advert, didn't we? Yes, and he he just he, his reaction was just what is this? That is a direct quote, but you just didn't see the hand movements because there's a lot of yeah, hand yeah. movements. But yeah, that was sort of like one of my gaming confessions. I, I have many. Uh, I'm just wondering every, no one lives without sin, so come on, spill the beans. Oh, I've got to think now. You must have something. Everyone's got something. I, I do. I just don't. I'm just trying to think, like, what's something that's, you know, hang my head worthy. <laughs> so, whilst oh. you're thinking, okay, so I think I've done this one already, but I'm going to do it again. Um, I hadn't finished a Legend of Zelda game until uh, Ocarina of Time came out. 
but then I'd never played any Legend of Zelda games until Ocarina of Time came out. <laughs> so, so that doesn't really count, Ben. <laughs> if you've never played a Zelda game before Ocarina of Time, then you think you're all right. Fair enough. Yay, I'm off the hook. <laughs> no, you I'm ain't. free. <laughs> <laughs> no, you ain't. You don't get away that easy. Okay, I've got it. So... There was this game that came out a couple of years ago called Murdered Soul Suspect. Uh, Basic premise of the game is that you are a cop. Mm -hmm. You're on the tail of a serial killer. Mm -hmm. And at the very start of the game, you are murdered by said serial killer. And you you realize you're a ghost and you start solving the crime and your own murder um while you're dead <sighs> so obviously you're going to run into a few other ghosties and ghoulies and there are these things in it called demons and you have to sneak around them because if they get you they'll basically kill you again it's like a true death yeah. Does this? They scream at you while they're doing it. Now, <laughs> I did really well because I've I've got quite bad anxiety, especially with like loud noises like that, loud constant noises like screaming. Mm-hmm. And I did really really well. And then it got to this point um, where you're trying to navigate your way through this graveyard, and there are hun- like it felt like hundreds of these demons were everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of like a it's almost like a maze. You've just got to figure figure out a path around it. And I was already anxious about it because I could see at least six of these demons, and I couldn't see a clear path through because I was starting to feel anxious. Anyway, I ended up giving up and not completing the game. And <sighs> what really sucked is that I ended up watching a let's play to see how it ended, and I was about thirty minutes away from completing oh. it. But I just couldn't do it. I could not do it. I was just—I was just too scared. I wouldn't wouldn't feel too bad because I'm about to tell you a story about the bee that he told me, and I can tell you because with with when I played the the second game of this, he played it half an hour before me, and he wouldn't play it unless Mm. he was on voice chat. He started playing Dead Space back in the back in the day. Now Dead Space yeah. won awards for its atmospheric atmosphere, obviously. Atmospheric and, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's what's for dinner. Yes, it certainly is. And for its, <laughs> for its soundtrack. Yeah. And there's a certain part in the game where a tentacle will smash through one section of the issue where it grab you and you've got to shoot it so it doesn't drag you out into space. Mm-hmm. At the time he was at university he was sat there playing it, and he didn't know one of his female um, roommates was stood behind him watching him. Yeah. The tentacle smashed through the wall, and he screamed like a girl. <laughs> Proper hands up in the air, screaming like a girl. And when he told me, I said, well, that's instant man point gone. I'm going to take your card off you. <laughs> yeah, man card gone. And then when he started playing the second one, he wouldn't play the game unless someone was with him with team chat, and I'd be mm. playing, and out would know it. Go, oh, the right there it is, and that would happen so often that it would make me jump because it was out of nowhere. <laughs> what? What? God! And then my my pad had hit the floor, and then I'd get a jump scare. <laughs> so it was like a chain reaction. 
ooh, you little. Yeah, but it was it was like instant man point gone. You know. <laughs> well, no, oh. give me a card. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, no, I tried to go for a confession that wasn't FF related, so I'm pleased with that. But yeah, that is. I'm I'm still to this day very pissed off at myself for that. If I'd have just persevered, I would have completed it. And I really enjoyed that game. It was just those screaming bloody demons <laughs> that just like, nope, can't be dealing with this. Right, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll mention something. I might as well tell a fresh one, uh, seeing as we're on gaming confessions. There is a, there is a series of games called Onishambra. Oh, Onishambra, mm. however you want to pronounce yeah, it. You pronounce it? However you're happy Right, however you want to pronounce it. And it's basically scantily clad women with swords killing the, the undead, apart from the most recent iteration where it's four over age limit schoolgirls with heavy weaponry shooting zombies. Zombie right? girls, zombies, yeah. zombie schoolgirl hunter is... Zombie school, they're, they're, they're over the age of consent. No, but it's part of the Arne Shambara. Yeah, oh. it's part of that universe. And okay. when I played, first of all, when I played the game where you played, uh, you originally played as one of the main characters and she was, it was it was called Arne Shambara Bikini Samurai Squad, right? <laughs> That's what the name of the game was, right? Bikini Samurai Squad sounds like a 1950s B movie. Brilliant, isn't that it? I want to sounds watch. Sounds like a sketching colourful. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway, so first of all, because it's a Japanese game, you could change your blood colour from red to white, but I won't go into that. Uh-huh. Right? And it, it did look, as you might think. Grim. But. I went through oh. the entire game initially just one-shotting everything because there was no health pickups. Yeah. The 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 mechanics of the game it told you very late on what you would learn anyway, and I struggled all my way all the way through that game on not easy, but I went on normal. I thought I'd just leave it. Mm-hmm. And mm. what would happen was you'd have to clean your sword because if it got too covered in blood, it'd stick in zombies and you wouldn't you won't be able to drag it out and then you get hit. And then if Makes sense. if you got too covered in blood, you'd sort of snap. And you become like four times more powerful, but you had the tiniest bit of health. Right. So, mm. and that would eventually happen, and you have to judge that. And all the bosses, you know, like it was female bosses, highly sexualized, and they were really hard. So, really hard to fight anyway. And um, I bet you were. Steady on. Steady on. <laughs> steady on. Okay, I'll steady on. Oh, oh, it's my monocle flew across the room. Um, so, <laughs> or something to that effect. Good and, Lord. I eventually completed the game, and you get so far into it, you can switch characters, so you can go from like one sword wielding, wielding person to have a person with two sword wields, and then you had a police officer who shot everything. The game was much easier; you could shoot from a distance. And I got right to the end of the game, and it said you can like play a new game. Yes, with all your, your stuff new carried games. over. And it was when I played the new game, I went over, and I was there with my friend. He sort of watched me all the way through it, and I put the pad down. I thought, I'm in a safe area. I'll put the pad down. And he did the logical thing. He leant over and he pushed the start button. Paused the game. And it paused the game. And it was only after I completed it that I realized that I picked up items that I could use, such as healing, could take all the blood off you, could revive you. It was all in the pause menu, which I didn't know existed. So I went through that entire game, essentially dodging like hell, before I realized there is a pause menu and I could have done the game so much easier if I had just paused it. Your dodge game was strong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a Jedi Master out there, arms folded and just nodding sagely going, yes. <laughs> but it's one of those moments where I couldn't push my hand through my head as a facepalm hard enough. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a table flip moment. It was, it was a room flip moment. Right! <laughs> uh, it's like there's not enough room in my body for the amount of air I need for the exasperated side. Yeah. <laughs> you go through the, the entire house flipping everything and it wouldn't be enough. I go outside, right? The cars are next. <laughs> you know. But yeah, it, it took me like three days. And I'd say the two days of that was the final boss fight. <laughs> wow. M- memorizing the patterns and where to dodge and stuff. And then it was just when I completed it and he went, hang on, there is a pause menu. And I looked at him and he sort of went, right, I'll leave the room. I know you're going to do something. <laughs> <laughs> My life is forfeit yeah. if I so, remain. So I, I, I discovered a thousand different ways to say the word bollocks. <laughs> so, to quote Lee Evans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was that was fun. <laughs> so that way, just, so yeah, basically, yeah. what you're telling me here is that you'd be really good in FF14 for boss mechanics, right? For, 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 for learning, <laughs> bo- yeah, boss mechanics and learning when to dodge. But surprisingly, I'm no good at Dark Souls. So yeah, yeah, it's it's probably because it's everyone's fully clothed. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. If it was the semi-naked woman, you'd be if, really if, if, Yeah, if most of the enemies were semi-naked women, I'd be there. I'd be I'd be sorted. But it's just because people are clothed, I just can't handle it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I need incentive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me a reason to play the game. <laughs> uh, Is there at least one half-naked female in this? No. <laughs> Bugger off. There's some sort of rich <laughs> I don't want I think to. modesty's covered. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't buying into this sod off. <laughs> <laughs> I might just have to send you a picture of the primal um, Sophia from 14. Just be like, there, there's your incentive. Also, Shiva, dem hit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the really cool thing about 14 was like, obviously... They had to think, like, people were like, well, what are they going to do about summons? Ah, see, we're going to flip it on its head. Summons, or as they're known in the game, primals, are bad guys. Ah. So you can fight them. Ah. It's so cool. But yeah, Shiva, wow, dem hips. <laughs> dem, dem hips and her thighs will destroy lives. <laughs> <laughs> So that was the end of our discussion with Lulu. Um, it was a lovely three-part episode where we covered all sorts of stuff. I cannot summarise it other than to say it was awesome. And well, Steve should... Seagal was mentioned, wasn't it? So exactly. Says it all, really. You should totally go back and listen to it all again, not just to bump out our stats, but because it was bloody awesome. And... Okay, so thank you for listening. Final comments from Gaprogman. Hello, Gaprogman. Final comments from Lulu. Queer. Yes. And final comment from me. Remember... Waffle on. There we go. You idiot. Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GK. Spider Break music is Spectrum Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. See the show notes for more details.
Oh man, I would love to be a fly on the wall as you're uh, editing this. <laughs>